All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Fit Fizz podcast and part two of the top five mistakes that destroy body confidence. In case you are a new listener, I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of fitfizstudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease fighter, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. Fit Fizz is serving up ways to help you avoid gimmicks, find strength, optimize nutrition, create boundaries, prioritize rest, and to remind you to celebrate victory through all of the ups and downs. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. None of the contents should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, heal, or prescribe. And if you would like to show your support for the show and get exclusive goodies in return, you can do so at patreon.com slash Kelly Wilson. Let's get into part two, starting with mistake number three. Hopefully you caught last week's episode or you can go listen to it after this. It's where I did mistakes one and two. So now we're getting into mistake number three that destroys body confidence. And that is comparing ourselves to others. You've probably heard that quote that comparison is the thief of joy. And while that is mostly true, I think that there can be healthy forms of comparison if it drives you to maybe achieve more or work harder. But healthy is the key word there. It's really easy to compare yourself to others. But when it comes to fitness, when we're trying to reshape our bodies, it's our physical being. It's personal. So as much as I'd love to sit here and tell you stop comparing yourself to others, I know that that is virtually impossible. I mean, by all means, go ahead and stop. (laughs) But can any of us really just do that? What we can do, though, is stop doing it in a harmful way. Stop doing it from a negative place of disgust or self-doubt. You might really have to get pretty introspective and honest with yourself in a way that might feel deeply uncomfortable. But going there is the only way that you can begin to stop a habit of comparing yourself to others in a harmful, self-destructive type of way. Think of a time where maybe you were sitting across from a stranger and you were comparing yourself to them. Maybe it was their small waist or muscular shoulders or defined calf muscles. And it wasn't simple admiration. If it was only admiration and it stopped there, there's nothing wrong with that. But maybe you compared yourself. Maybe you made a lot of assumptions in that moment. Maybe you thought things like, oh my God, Becky, look at her calves. They are so perfect. She probably lives in the gym and has no life. She looks like one of those social media influencers. Ew, I bet she starves herself. My stomach never looks like that. I wish it did, though. That's it. I'm doing a thousand crunches every single day and eating nothing but salad until I look like that. I hate my body. And then boom, just like that, you're in a bad mood and your negativity in your head just won't stop. So you see in scenarios like this or in any situation where you are comparing you have to start to realize you're not comparing apples to apples. So there's an uneven playing field to even go there, to even begin to compare, no matter what, because everyone's goals, health status, progress, and priorities are always different. 
even if I had a twin sister, but maybe she was a track star and she had phenomenal calf muscles, it wouldn't even make any sense to compare myself to her because I chose a different path. Just like the times I've been criticized so many times by friends when I was super lean and I'd hear comments like, must be nice to look like that since you've never given birth. And those comments really hurt because they never stopped to consider that maybe I would trade a six pack for stretch marks in a family in a heartbeat. I never asked them to compare what they did anyway, and it's judgment and an unfair one at that. And it's just as harsh of a judgment when you do this to yourself. In fact, it's even harsher judgment when you do it to yourself because nobody knows your entire life's journey better than you do. And a lot of these comparisons to other people's bodies might be happening without you even realizing it. It's also, it's heartbreaking when I see people who are fat shamed for whatever reason, when they might have already lost 150 pounds. I personally know uh, at least a handful of people like that. And they might be being fat shamed and nobody has stopped to consider that maybe they already lost a ton of weight and that needs to be commended. And the same thing when you, maybe you see someone, someone with a mind-blowing physique that you find yourself envious of. They might have already lost 150 pounds too. And man, did they earn every bit of pride that they have in their new body. And you can own that same kind of pride by also putting in the work. There's a small clip on an LL Cool J album from years ago where he he's just talking and he says something like, people will be looking in the mirror eating a cupcake talking about, I wish I looked like that. Because there was a time when he was admired for his abs. But if you think about the work he put in to look that way, he earned it. He deserves to be proud of that. And you deserve to be proud of the body you have too. Each of us do. We're all taught from a very young age to dream big, do more, look better, etc., etc. So it's no wonder why we see others who have what we want and then we compare ourselves to them. However, this often leads to feelings of not being good enough or feeling inferior. And I'm absolutely not exempt from that. Heck, by competing in bodybuilding, that's basically the epitome of asking to have your body compared to others. I realized how true that really is after I competed and I was starting to think what was next for me. And I wanted to do it again because I truly did enjoy the process and my personality works well with that type of strict lifestyle. But I didn't want Fit Fizz, which was brand new at that time like about a year old at that time, I didn't want FitFizz to be about people comparing bodily aesthetics. So I also realized it didn't align if I continued to compete in a sport that was comparing bodily aesthetics. So that was part of my decision to change that path on purpose. Now, I know it's much easier said than done, but try not to compare parts of your body or your whole body to anyone else. If you do catch yourself feeling less than or not enough, try to pinpoint where this is coming from. Do you follow too many fitness competitors on social media? If that's making you feel bad about your own glorious, worthy body, then stop following those accounts. There are lots of fitness accounts, mine included, who are not focused on aesthetics. And this is exactly why you won't see me personally using the peach emoji to represent 
butts or glutes or booties or whatever you want to call it. I really hate that emoji, to be honest. As I mentioned last week, that's an area that I have always that has always made me feel less than and I know it can be deeply painful. And even though that's my responsibility, I feel that by using the peach emoji, no matter how playfully playful it might be, if I use it, I'm contributing to belittling certain body types. So I just don't want to use it. I don't care if one day maybe I create the booty of my dreams. I will still never use it because I don't want to be the root of anyone's comparison. And this is also why I'm also really torn about putting my own fitness and progress photos on my FitFizz page. I don't want to, I don't want any of that to seem like whatever I'm doing, I don't want people to take it as that should be the baseline for what they should be able to accomplish. And I'm probably hyper aware of it. So I'd like to know from you, any of you listeners, what you think about me potentially posting anything of myself doing strength training on my FitFizz page or not, um, because that is something that I still um, am really hesitant to do. But when I do post those things, they do get more more engagement and reactions from people. So that's why I'm torn. But overall, it's only fair to compare yourself to yourself. Just because someone else looks smoking hot doesn't mean that there's not enough hotness left for you. So don't try to be like a certain person. You can admire them, but remind yourself that it's best to look like the best version of you. And just because you think someone looks amazing, it doesn't mean that they're confident. They might wish they had your life. You just really never know. So moving on to mistake number four, that is thinking that if you don't see results, that it's just not worth it. Can you relate to this one? This can be a huge mental hurdle. Who doesn't like immediate results, right? I think this is why I like vacuuming so much. It's easy and fast and there's a whole lot of immediate satisfaction because you can instantly see a big change. And What are some things that would fall under this topic of not doing something because you don't see results right away? Well, great example is not sticking to a meal plan if you have one because you want to be leaner to put on muscle. Just like, you know, uh, it's not going to hurt to have deep dish pizza tonight. Or also the same line that I said last week of if you're saying something like, oh, I haven't been to the gym this week, but it's already Thursday, so I'm just going to wait till Monday. Or maybe only doing three sets of an exercise when your trainer clearly said to do five. I am guilty of this. (laughs) And it's easy to make up excuses, right? The excuses are like, come on, you won't even know the difference. But all of the little cheats add up to make the big overall difference. This is also why I think it's important to take progress photos of yourself, even if nobody sees them but you, because it's such a great way to see physical changes over time and to have real proof that all of the small decisions along the way to the greater goal actually do make all of the difference in the long haul. In today's world, we are so focused on results. Social media is partly to blame because we don't see entire journeys. We oftentimes overlook and reduce the importance of the process, but it all matters. Now, I get that it's really easy to lose motivation when it comes to fitness goals or nutrition goals when we aren't seeing results, and it might take a few weeks to see real changes. That's why my tagline is celebrate victory. It's okay to celebrate the small victories in between in order to keep your head in the game 
on the way to the bigger goals. Maybe you stuck to your diet plan for 15 whole days without fail and you haven't seen any changes that you were hoping for. It would be so easy to quit or backslide. But what you do in those moments when it's easy to quit, that's when you see the changes. That's exactly when the changes actually take place because they're the mental changes that make you keep going. So maybe you didn't see the change on the scale, but if you really did stick to the plan and you maybe you were honestly not sneaking in a candy bar at 2 a.m., you can celebrate that you achieved that level of discipline and just keep going. There's a saying that's often posted on a lot of fitness memes that says, people show you who they really are in their last few reps. And it's so true. You might think that doing the last few reps aren't really worth it. So maybe you'll just skip a few of them. But what happens when you don't do them? Well, number one, it will take even longer to see results. And number two, you're probably going to have some negative self-talk going on because you're disappointed that you really didn't give it your all and you left your, you let yourself down. So I'm challenging you to change this belief that certain things might not be worth it and Start looking at your body, your mind, your life, and your workout as a process and a whole journey, not just a starting point and a destination. Also, stop being hung up on the number on the scale if that's something that you pay attention to. There are countless other ways to measure progress. And I think that having a fitness or dieting goal so that you can weigh a certain number is a pretty antiquated way of thinking. There are all kinds of other ways to have a goal that aren't going to be obsessing over a number on a scale. Taking weekly progress photos of yourself is one of those ways. And I actually think it's a more helpful indicator of progress as long as you don't obsess over it. Don't give up on a workout plan or a nutrition plan just because you don't see progress. But it is a good thing if you question it. If you've honestly been dedicated, continue with that. But question every aspect to try to figure out why it might not be working or make intelligent changes or work with a trainer or a health coach to help you figure out if there are some changes that might work better for you. And I can help you do that. You can even set up a one-on-one consultation with me for any of those things. I've also just recently added the option to do virtual personal training. If you need accountability, maybe you don't want to leave home, maybe you just need some help with your form, or you just need a workout to get some activity in, you can schedule a personal training session with me by video, and we'll work with any space you have. And If you have equipment, we'll use it. If you don't have any, that's cool too. I can still give you a great session without any equipment. And that link will be in the show notes. It's also on the coaching section of my website. Also, remember that it's really important to mentally check in with yourself. If you're hating every minute of your training plan or your new workout regimen and you're not seeing changes, maybe it's time for something new. If you're miserable on your way to a goal, It doesn't mean you're quitting if you change the route. It just means maybe there's a better option that works better for your personality. And that's okay. And let's move on to number five. Mistake five is unrealistic expectations. Oh, man, if this was a sport, I bet we could all be Olympic gold medalists, right? Unrealistic expectations. 
I kind of love me some unrealistic expectations, to be honest. And, but I do always keep the realistic one on deck. And I know how to have unrealistic expectations to keep me driven and not let them keep me down. I kind of um, use it as a game to play with myself. But I, when I don't reach them, I don't get all like I don't beat myself up over it. So maybe having them sometimes isn't all that bad, but let's talk about when it is bad and how it can destroy body confidence. If you tell yourself, I'm going to do 60 minutes of cardio every morning before work starting tomorrow, but hold on. When was the last time you did 60 minutes of cardio? Years ago? If you're not already in the vicinity of doing 60 minutes of cardio a day, then this is a case when it's an unrealistic expectation. This type of thinking overlaps a lot with what I already said in part one and also today. A lot of it falls in line with the black and white thinking and setting yourself up for disappointment where you'll end up blaming yourself, hating your body, having negative self-talk, and that's when it can begin to snowball into complete derailment. Be careful about setting unrealistic fitness or diet goals when life gets especially hard. If you just had a rough breakup or divorce or a job loss, or if you've just been eating like crap for months upon months and been sedentary, you might just like out of nowhere suddenly get the urge to announce to the world that you're embarking on this huge transformation starting today. And that's great. But you know what would be even better? Doing something reasonable and sustainable, like starting to eat green vegetables with every meal and going for a 30-minute walk, for starters. There's really no need to fling yourself into the deep end of the pool if you've never taken swimming lessons. A big unrealistic goal that is super common is something like, I need to lose 20 pounds in two months. Well, how long did it take you to gain those 20 pounds? It's pretty unrealistic unless... You're maybe an experienced athlete who is well-versed in making weight cuts. And even those athletes understand that those weight cuts are temporary. And maybe you drink wine every single night and you want to cut back. You don't have to completely stop, but slowly cut back and do what's reasonable. And make sure you work with your body to try to think about setting goals around what makes you feel healthy day to day instead of focusing on, I need to lose X amount of weight. Make changes in your life that are sustainable so you are more likely to embrace and embody true confidence that you've earned by enjoying the effects of knowing what a strong, healthy body can do. Work to have a body that you can feel confident about year round, not just because there's a wedding or a class reunion or a vacation that you feel pressured to look a certain way for because of the photos that people will take. Because if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And I believe me, I absolutely know that body confidence can be an extremely, extremely difficult thing. But you can change the things that you can control. And you do have control over the times when you are your own worst enemy in in terms of how you see your body. Try to catch yourself when your mind is playing dirty tricks on you and sneakily chipping away at your confidence. Get really honest with yourself about why you allow it to happen and work on changing the things that routinely tend to drag you down. Did one of these 
things resonate with you the most? If so, let me know on social media. I would really love to hear from you and what you thought of the show. And until next time, keep things realistic, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.